Warning, this episode contains confronting topics and issues. If you need help, please contact Beyond Blue. For more information and resources, please visit our website, hshl.org.au. Welcome to Finding Sanctuary, our shared conversations into how we think and feel and how we find peace and comfort in daily life. We get together with experts to chat about all things mental health, getting insights and understanding on the struggles of life. My name is Debbie Draby and I'm a psychologist and a proud Maronite woman and a mother of three children. And I'm passionate about bringing people together to share their stories, to support each other through life and all its beauty and all its pain. I look forward to hearing from you in this podcast series as we engage in conversations around our shared experiences as a community. We love to hear what you think of the podcast, so please subscribe, share, like, and comment wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for joining us in this fourth and final episode of this four-part series where Paul joins myself and Natalie Majardini to share his experiences with grief and loss. If you haven't had a chance, go back and listen to parts one, two, and three before you listen to this, as it will give you a good context of this conversation. Well, thank you for joining us for another episode. And today is um, our final episode on our series on grief and loss. And it's a great opportunity. I'm really excited. I've got Two guests, well, one's not a guest, one's our resident psychologist, um, Natalie Majali, and one of our hosts. And then also we've got Paul Tanners, who's joined us again. I'm really impressed. I didn't scare him away, which is unusual. <laughs> Hi, Debbie. <laughs> so no, uh, thank you. Thank you for both coming and joining us in this final episode. And we thought it's a great opportunity to debrief. And we had some really strong emotions um, and some really heavy conversations in our last episode, Paul, you sharing your experience about your beautiful Margot and talking about the impact that that had and, and your journey and really that strong message of giving permission to be open and vulnerable and to share your emotions with others and, and how powerful that's been for you. Yeah, look, it's it, it was wonderful experience to be able to sit here with Father Danny and yourself and and share my journey with you. And, uh, yeah, it would be nice to you know, sort of debrief that now with Natalie on board um, mm. just to, yeah, just to have a bit more of a unscripted chat around you know, some of the things that, that have helped me during yeah. that process, yeah. So thank you. Thanks for that. And, Natalie, thanks for being here again. And I think it's a um, great opportunity. We wanted to really unpack some of the conversations and talk about the work that we do, the impact that it has. And, and often we explore as professionals, you know, we're trained in the theory um, and we have a clarity around what the principles are. But, however, it's the practice that's complicated. And I really wanted to unpack that with you as a trained professional around your work in this area and, and some of the things that have been useful to you in this conversation. Yeah, look, I think um, you're spot on. It's complicated because we're human. And, Paul, I loved listening to your episode with Father Danny and Debbie. It's actually quite the honour to listen in and really hear the vulnerability and the authenticity. It was a real privilege, actually. Thanks, that. 
I think it's important as we continue this conversation, we're exploring the importance of seeking help and mm-hmm. we're curious as, as psychologists around how you navigated that and sometimes we know that that's difficult to do but just exploring what was, you know, what was the most useful things for you um, in counselling? Um, I think the first step is the courage to actually call mm. the help number that was on the brochure that they that was in Margot's little hospital kit. Um, that's the, the beginning when I first had that brochure, I thought, I don't need this, you know, but mm. as, as I said earlier, when you get into lockdown and the clouds get darker and the hole gets deeper, you finally realise that you, you need help. It's just finding that courage to actually admit to yourself that you need help. Look, I think somebody that you just don't know, for me, so it was during COVID, so it was, it was actually a Zoom call that I met this lady, um, Patricia, wonderful counsellor, and it was an hour call. For 57 minutes of that call, I cried. Mm. Typical Sookie mm. Paul. <laughs> so I cried. Um, but it was just being able to have somebody there to listen. That was that was important as a first uh, session. And we booked one sep- subsequently. Obviously, she, she was very well trained, like you both are, and knew that she needed to talk to me again. So we pretty much booked another session the week after, and it, it was a weekly session, probably for about three, four, five months. Um, and by this time, we were out of COVID, so they were face to face. But it was weekly because because mm. I was in such a I guess a dark place. Um, I think that what helped me, aside from the fact that I was being able to talk to somebody, that was Mm. massive, is understanding the five stages of, yeah. I think it's five or six now. Mm, five, uh, yeah, five, five stages, stages of grief. Yeah, of grief, yes. yeah. And just knowing where I sat in those five stages. Mm. So the first stage, obviously, I think was is anger. So the first stage is denial. Denial, yeah. So, so yeah. And and they're not fixed, you know, no, they, no. They, they move around. So, yeah. you know, you can go back and forth yeah. from different stages uh, all the time. Absolutely. And, on, and I still do to this yeah, day. Yeah. You know, you're the best person to actually... Tell us more about that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's only taken me four or five months to get the denial part. Mm. Um, I still, up until the beginning of this year, I honestly thought Margot would walk through the door. Mm. Um, yeah, so, so yeah, I think I've accepted what's happened. Um, the anger part. Mm. That, did, you, did you feel angry? Oh, every day. Mm. And some days I still do, mm. you know. How many times I sw- swore at mm. pictures of Saint Charbel because he was Margot's favourite saint, saying, "How could you do this to us?" And mm. yeah, you almost live in a in a, in a contradiction because one minute you're swearing at him and then the next minute you're praying <laughs> you're praying to him. Yeah, and you're clinging yeah, for dear yeah, life to your faith. You know, absolutely. Well, I, I mean, that's what got it, that's what yeah. got me through, you know, and, and gets me through to this mm. day is mm. is our deep faith and seated in our faith. Yeah, I mean, it's it's it moves around. I mean, you know, acceptance. Yeah, I've I've got to a point of accepting my wife's my wife's gone, but uh, it doesn't make it any easier. That's for sure. No. Yeah. And the bargaining. Did yeah. you Did you go through that? Yeah. You know, if I had done this, or if we could have done this. Guilt. Yeah. Bargaining guilt. I don't know what you want to. Yeah. If it's bargaining, but yeah, the guilt. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, the, we should have gone to another doctor. We should have gone over. I mean, we we at one point we tried to get her overseas. With lockdown and borders closed, it made it near impossible. But we never stopped trying. Um, 
yeah, so that you live with that, you know, and I still live with it. We could have done more. We could have got other doctors, other medication. Mm. Yeah, it was God's will. That's that's what you sort of live with. You know, what comes to mind for me, Paul, is when I was listening to you in the last episode and even now is to quote Brene Brown, healing requires us to live courageously and allow ourselves to fully experience the feelings of loss and grief. And that's a really beautiful and fancy way to say be a sook. (laughs) (laughs) And I will never hear that again and not think of it as a badge of honour. Yeah. You know, something that you would wear on yourself and allow yourself to be a sook for the person that you love. And, yeah, and, and I loved her and I still love her and uh, I will cry in church still and I'll still be a sook. And, yeah, I'm proud of who I am. I'm, mm. I'm never going to deny who I am. And, yeah, do I wear my heart on my sleeve? Absolutely. Um, I think all men need to show that side of, of them because it's in us. It's absolutely in us. And but it yeah. needs to get out. You know, it's, Absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's, it'll, it'll make the world a better place, yeah. I believe, you know, without being too, um, mm. you know, prophetic or whatever the word might be. But, um, but yeah, just it will make a, the world a better place. But it, it's true. Like I'm, I, for the first 40 days of Margot's passing, you live in that anger and that denial and those stages of, of grief. Um, I tried to run away from my feelings, you know, so I you know, I went back to work after three or four days after Margot's funeral. Mm. I try and stay busy, catch up with friends, go to the gym, go for walks, just just to keep my mind active and just didn't have to think. But the more you run away from that, the deeper you get in that yeah, hole. The it chases mm. you down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, it, that, that sledgehammer's waiting for you. Mm. You can't run away from it. I saw a reel recently on Instagram and it, it compared the journey of grief to Uh, a song from a children's book, Uh, we're going on a bear hunt, and it said, you can't go under it, you can't go over it, you have to go through it. Absolutely. You know, and you do, you try to go over it, you try to go under it, but eventually you have to sit in it. Definitely. For those first few weeks, I definitely tried to go over it, Mm -hmm. around it, under it, but um, eventually it it caught up to me and, um, yeah, and that's when I reached out to get some professional help and... I was very blessed. I connected with a lady over Zoom and uh, she was wonderful. But I know, and you know, from experience around whether it's a doctor or, or, a, or a practitioner around grief, you're not always going to connect with somebody. And that shouldn't deter people from, mm-hmm. from um, seeking help, you know, similar to whether you're shopping at Coles or Woolies, you know, like mm-hmm. you, you need to. Yeah, if you don't connect with that particular person, if anyone's listening, don't let that deter you from going out and finding somebody else to talk to, another professional. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, because it really is such an intimate space, isn't it? And being able to, it's not a question of skill, it's a question of a good fit. Someone Absolutely, you know, yeah. is that connection, because you form quite an intimate bond. You do, absolutely. I mean, I know with the first counsellor, and the only reason we swapped was that she retired. She was in her 70s. Her name was Patricia. She was she was amazing. The new girl that took over my file, I guess, is a younger girl. So it brought a different dynamic and a different mm. different perspective. And this girl really asks some, some, some great questions, you know, and it's definitely helped even further with my healing and, and, and my journey, yeah. I've often said to clients um, who – 
can get disappointed when they have to change a therapist because, you know, they've already done the work, they've already connected and they feel safe in a yeah, trusted yeah, environment. Absolutely. And then something happens, the therapist needs to go on leave or, you know, so there's there has to be a change. And I say it's actually really quite positive because someone gets to look at, at you from a different light, absolutely. from different lens, yeah. from fresh eyes. And everyone is going to bring their own perspective, you know. Every therapist is still a human being. Yeah. And they're going to see things differently from the therapist before and the therapist after. So yeah. I think it's quite beneficial sometimes to change it up. No, I agree. And and for me, I, I walked in there with a new therapist knowing that it was a safe space, similar to what you said earlier, Debbie. It was safe. So it was okay to continue to be vulnerable and authentic and, and just hand it over to her. And it's worked really well. I think safety is everything, isn't it? Absolutely. Especially when you're sharing your most vulnerable thoughts and feelings, you need to feel like, mm. you know, someone's going to catch you mm. and catch what you're giving, what you're putting out there. Yeah. And for them not to judge. Yeah. I think yeah. that's that's important as well. So it sounds like what I'm hearing is what's been really useful is that space where you're able to ex explore and feel that it's safe and you can sort of have this connection. You've You've changed therapists. There's been two. Not, mm. not that wasn't intentional. It, it no. sort of happened because of the circumstance. But the new dynamic has allowed you to explore deeper questions and new new ways of thinking about it. Yeah, I think yeah, different therapists, younger. Just the questions have been different. Yeah, and the first few the first few months of meeting with her was for her to understand more about me and, and where I've been and where I'm where I've come from and where am I going. So. Yeah, and sometimes even that generational difference, you know, they're coming from it from maybe a different new new type of training, mm. new insight. Yeah, and as Natalie mentions, we are human. So we bring in, yes, our training is one thing, but the practice and that engagement comes from our life experience mm. too. Yeah. I know Nat and I talked about in preparing for this, um, our own grief journey. We've both lost loved ones in different ways and... And conversations with, with patients can be triggering and they are triggering and I think um, that's a really important part of part of the conversation. Sometimes we share that and sometimes we don't, um, mm. depending on the, the relationship that we develop. We've all suffered loss. Yeah. yeah? Um, grief is prevalent amongst all of us. Um, it's just being able to, I guess, lead into it yeah. um, and then deal with it. I say deal with it, but work on yourself and, mm. you know and heal from it. That's that's the key. I mean, <laughs> and I think back when I was, you know, younger, where... You're still young. Family, yeah, <laughs> God, I wish. Family members would lose, and, and I know one particular family member who lost her husband. We were still young at the yeah. time, and she had, um, I think she had five or six girls she raised. So that, that woman wore black and still wears black to this day, mm. you know, and the husband passed away 40 years ago. Um, she never remarried, repartnered, focused her whole energy. And 40 years ago, I don't think there was anything like podcasts or yeah. possibly counsellors. And mm. so this lady mm. has probably sat in, you know, her grief mm. to this day, probably, you know, mm. she hasn't healed from it. So mm. yeah. I think that's, that can be a cultural thing as well, 100%, you know, um, yeah. permission to heal from your grief um, is something that maybe has progressed 
uh, through the decades. Mm. Yeah. People used to sit in there, hold on to their grief mm. uh, as a way of mourning and, and as a way of holding on to the love of the people that they lost. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and I think as time has gone on, we see it differently. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we, we learn to express our grief differently. We learn to heal from our grief for the benefit of others. Yeah. I've seen that very recently in the last few years with yeah. families I've been surrounded by who have tackled grief in very inspirational ways. Yeah. It does highlight the cultural, the generational difference yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. No, look, we've 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 come a long way yeah. from from those from those days to where we are today. Yeah. Absolutely. And you're right. Like we wouldn't be, we wouldn't have had these conversations even not not forty years ago, even twenty years ago. Yeah. I started my career in you know as a psychologist twenty years ago, and I worked in our community. And yeah, there wasn't that openness in the way there is now, mm. um, and that readiness. I mean, we had counselling services, but it was limited. People took a lot of convincing for some people to, to come. Often it would be with the priest. Um, we had to very carefully position where the service was in a very discreet place. Yeah. So people were, you know, completely mm. anonymous in, mm. in when they presented. Um, I think there's been a shift, which is fantastic. Yeah, that absolutely. stigma is, is breaking down. Mm-hmm. But we've still got a long way to go and I think these conversations really help. Yeah. So... Just finally, I'm thinking about, um, you know, ways in which we can sort of summarise and and consolidate our our learning and our sharing in this series and some of the key things that we want to leave for our listeners, you know, important messages around help-seeking, around the importance of openness and connection and coming together. Um, You know, we do that so well. We have this 40-day sort of period I think where we drop off is is after that, after those rituals and those prescribed grieving stages happen in our community, in our in our traditions. It's almost like we've got to create more traditions post the forty days. Yeah, to yeah. Keep keep the conversation going. Absolutely, I guess to reach out to those individuals, um, whether it's through the church or how do we connect them? How do we keep the conversations going? I guess that's probably a task that needs to be undertaken by somebody, I guess, um, yeah. you know, to find out how they're going, how they're travelling, yeah. how can we help? Because, yeah, a lot of people run away from it, like yeah. you said, with the with the bears, you know. It eventually, yeah. eventually gets you. It yeah, absolutely yeah. eventually gets you. Um, and some people aren't prepared for it. Yeah. I know I wasn't. So, yeah, being able to, to build some framework around that and mm. I, I don't know how you do it, but I definitely would like to be part of that process if mm. there is one yeah. to be able to help help people. Well, we know where you live now. And we're definitely going to make use of that. And I think what, what was striking for me at the very beginning, I mean, we talk about this being almost a stage process and we've got the stages of grief, but it's, as you said at the beginning, it's continuous and it doesn't end. No. Um, you never stop grieving. It's no. a, it's time, doesn't, time doesn't heal. Yeah. Whoever coined yeah. that yeah. phrase. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't heal. Yeah. Time doesn't. It yeah. doesn't. Yeah. As I said earlier, you know, I think yeah. the analogy of the backpack, yeah, 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 yeah that the backpack's, you know, it's there for life. Um, yeah. it just gets a little bit. Yeah, um, you said it gets lighter. I think lighter, that was a yeah, that's right. Yeah, really it does. Powerful. Yeah, it does. It gets lighter. Analogy. Where I was, I don't know, June twenty twenty one, so yeah. a couple of months after Margot's passing. If you said to me then, it's okay, you'll you'll get through it. 
I wouldn't believe you. Yeah. Like it was, it was dark, mm. and it was deep, and yeah, depression. I think that's mm. one of the stages of mm. the grief cycle as well. Yeah. So you know, like I definitely was experiencing the three or four. You know, no yeah. acceptance at that point. Um, mm. But now I look back, and if I could talk to June twenty one, Paul, mm. to you know August twenty three, Paul, it's like, yeah, you, you'll be okay. You know, mm. you've just got to work your way through it. You need to seek help. Stay connected to, to family. Stay connected to your faith. I mean, the faith has just been so massive for me um, personally. And you know, you meet people along the journey of life. And I tell them I still I go to church, and they look at you like you got three three heads or something, you know. And but I'm proud to tell people, yeah, I go to church. I, 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 I you know, I, I love going to church. I love listening to you know either Father Daddy or Father Eli, whoever's doing the homily at St Joseph's. Because there's, a, there's this inner peace and this, your soul just feels touched. And it's a ritual that I haven't broken. I mean, yeah, I may miss one or two here and there, but... I, it's like a coping I, mechanism, even. It is. Even, it it helps. It's, it's just, it's just another, another bow to my armoury around, mm. you know, the healing process, you know, um, counselling, a structured day, meditation, going to church, mm. you know, all, that, all those things yep, help. They all help. Yeah. There isn't a magic bullet yeah. somewhere. There isn't something yeah. that you know, there's a pill, take it, and you're going to feel better. Yeah. That, that you, you've got to work on yourself. Yeah. Um, well, I love, Paul, what you said about um, needing to go to church because, you know, I heard recently you don't really know Jesus Christ until you know him as saviour. Yeah. And to hold on to him and cling to him like that through your darkest times is really such a beautiful thing. Yeah. And it's a gift. Absolutely. You know, yeah. and you said earlier about continuing the conversation, just continuing the conversation. I think it's important to note that the conversation doesn't always need to be heavy. No. You know, continuing that connection and that conversation around grief, it doesn't always need to be heavy. Like mm. often you can find the lighter side, the funny side. Of course. And explore your grief that way. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's definitely something I witness with you and, and Father Danny, the, the joy and the laughter and the, the humour and the banter that goes on between you. Yeah. Um, just witnessing that and in, in in how beautiful that connection is. He's, he, that man is a blessing. Yeah. Um, you know, and he came into our lives, you know, we talk about the Holy Spirit. There's a reason yeah. he came into our lives and, yeah. yeah, it was to help us through the process of Margot's mm-hmm. passing. Yeah, look, laughter... In the midst of mm. grief, there's nothing wrong with it. Um, it's part of our healing. It was mm. part of my healing as well yeah. because, you know, Margot left you know a lot of examples of happiness and to, to laugh and share those with your family and your friends. Yeah, yeah I, I read somewhere that the process of grief is first is the smile yeah, when you think of somebody, then the laughter, and then the mm. tears follow. Mm. You know, and that's that's sort of been my journey. You know, like you you smile at a thought of you know Margot, then you laugh at something that she said, and then the realization of you know what an amazing woman, and you then you end up having a bit of a sook. But uh, <laughs> but that's the process Always of helping. Of sook. <laughs> but that's the process of healing. Yeah. You know, so yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you so much, Paul and Pleasure. Natalie, for, um, you know, helping wrap up this conversation. And thank you for leaving us with some strong messages and, and the daily practices that you've um, managed to develop for yourself. And thanks for sharing those. And Pleasure. we look forward to continuing and hopefully we'll invite you again soon. Yes. Look yeah. forward to it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank thanks, you. Nat. Nice. Thank you. Thank you. 
hope this episode has helped you find sanctuary in this exciting journey of life. All of the resources we've mentioned in this episode are found in the podcast notes. If you need some assistance with any of the topics discussed in today's episode, then please visit our website, hshl.org.au. You and your mental health matters to us, and we hope you get one step closer in finding sanctuary. Bye for now. Thank you.